You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. This morning, I'm going to be ministering to you on the topic of not se- or refusing to settle for less than what God's best is in your life. I've been teaching this series on discovering the perfect will of God in your life. And what I have dis- discerned is that when people settle for the permissive will of God, they end up with experience unnecessary suffering. They end up with experiencing lack in their life that God really never intended to give them. But if they would just refuse to settle for less and reach for what God has for them, they'll expose themselves to the blessings of God. See, when you seek God's perfect will, all the benefits of all the blessings become available to you. But if you settle for what appears to be a short-term solution, seems comfortable, and it's not God's perfect will for you, you are not going to be able to partake of all the benefits with the blessings. And I want you to partake of all the blessings today. And I think one of the individuals in their calling that seek that more than anything else is a mother towards her children. She wants her children to receive the best that God has for them. It's within her calling to do that. And so I'm going to preach today on how to find this perfect will. And I believe that as you hear this, you're going to get all fired up and God's going to begin to minister to you. Amen? So look, if you would, up on the screen, this is the text we've been looking at, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Say it with me. There is God's good and acceptable and perfect. Now, you find it all through Scripture where people settle for what is good and are acceptable, and they never reach that perfect will of God in your life. And I'm going to show you some of the keys to this. And I want to start with this. There are two plans available on this planet for you. There's the plans the devil made for you. And don't, don't think he hasn't made plans to destroy your life. He has. And then there's the plans of God. Now, the crazy thing about it is this. You'll never know the plans of God until you commit your life to Christ. It'll be a mystery to you what God wants you to do in your life. But the devil actually has plans for each person to try to destroy them. In fact, in John 10, 10, it says that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that I may have life and have more abundantly. Now, that text is very significant because he mentions the word steal. We get the word kleptomanic from it where somebody just can't help themselves but to steal. That's Satan. And it says he will steal from you, and then it says kill you. Now, the word kill simply means to offer up a sacrifice. And here's what the devil will do to many people. He'll steal from you your your identity. He'll steal from you your self-worth. He'll steal from you your health. And he does that so that you'll sacrifice yourself in an attempt to get what he stole from you. 
and you see it with addiction, you see it with lust and pride, where a person will literally sacrifice themselves trying to obtain something that they don't have that Satan stole from them, and it ends up destroying you or ruining you in your life. But uh, the good news is this. I'm preaching to you today the perfect will of God. God has a plan for you. Uh, Jeremiah uh, 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. The plans to prosper you and not to do you harm, but the plans to give you a hope and a future. There is plans to prosper you, God has, plans to give you a hope and future in your life that God has given you. So, so understand something. When you come to Christ, you begin to discover the plan that God has for you. But it's hidden from you from that point. Now, this is one of the reasons why in the world that we live in, you have psychics and people that predict the future. Because you couldn't be successful at all unless you were right some of the time. Amen? But that what they're doing is they're tapping into demonic activity that is aware of Satan's plan for your life. But Satan's plan will always lead to ruin. But God's plan will always lead to life. And I believe that God, that's what God wants for each one of us here. He's got a plan for us in our life to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. Not a plan to harm us, but to bless us in a great way. Can you say amen, everybody? Now, I want you to learn a truth right here that will really help you, and that is this. The reason why a lot of people can't find the perfect will of God in their life, who are followers of Christ, is they keep looking to themselves for the plan. And you can't find the plan of God from yourself. It has to come from the Spirit of God. Look at this verse. Jeremy, Jeremiah in the Old Testament says, Oh, Lord, I know the ways of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. In other words, a man can't figure out the plan that God has for them. It's not within them. Let me explain it to you from the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, one of my favorite verses, it says, As it is written, I has not seen or ear heard neither into the heart of a man concerning the things that I have planned for those who love me. Then he says, and God has revealed these things to us. Hallelujah. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. And then he says this. He says, for, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man? And he says, neither does anyone can or anyone can know the things of God outside of the spirit of God. But he says, we do not have the spirit of the world, but we have the spirit of God that reveals to us what is freely given to us that God gave us. Hallelujah. Can you can see all through it, he's saying that you need the Holy Spirit to know God's plan in your life. 
You're not going to know it through your own understanding. You're not going to know it through your own logic. You're not going to know it because this circumstance seems to open a door here. You're going to know it one way, and that is the Holy Spirit of God is going to testify to it in Jesus' name. Can you say amen, everybody? Now, I said all that because you got to get this in your spirit. You'll never know the perfect will of God outside of God's spirit. This is never going to happen. You've got to have an encounter with God in order to know God's will in your life. It won't happen because you go to Bible school. It's going to happen because God's Spirit spoke to you while you were studying in Bible school. It's not going to happen outside of the Holy Spirit in your life. Say amen, everybody. Amen. In 1 John 2, 14, it says this. It says, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. They are foolishness to him. Now watch this. And it says, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm telling you right now that the perfect will of God is something that is spiritually discerned. And it is spiritually discerned when the Spirit of God begins to minister to you about the Word of God and God begins to direct you specifically in your life, bringing you through the breakthroughs in your life that you need. And most people, they want to find God's perfect will, but outside of a relationship. You can't know His perfect will unless you have a relationship with God. Are you all here? Are you going to sleep? Someone give God praise right now because I'm getting wound up here. This is really powerful. This is really powerful. And to give you an example of this, when I first came to the Lord, obviously the Lord revealed himself to me. That's why I gave my life to Christ. And afterwards, I sensed a calling in my life from the Spirit. And the first thing I did is said, Lord, what do, you want, what do you want me to do right now? How do I approach this? And he took a verse in Timothy that says, study yourself to show yourself approved a workman of God, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so right then I began to study the Bible. And I remember I'd work all day at a construction job and study until midnight. Uh, seven days a week I was doing this. Just study and study and study and study. I took correspondence course. I took Hebrew classes. I took Greek. I, I just started studying. Study. That's what God said. And then one day I was in a Bible study and uh, someone reached forth this application to this, to this Bible school and the Spirit of God came over me and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I needed to go to that Bible school. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know even where it was at in the beginning. And so I went home and I said, baby, uh, we're going we're gonna to sell everything we have and we're going to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to Bible school. And my wife said, you're out of your mind. Now, she didn't, maybe she didn't say it in those words, but she thought, well, hold, hold the boat here. You know, we have this six acres, we're on a home. You, come on, settle down here. And so I went outside, I was praying, and I said, Lord, she's worked just as hard for what we have than I have. She's worked full-time in a job ever since we've been married. This house is just as much hers as mine and this property, all this stuff. And then I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak to her. And I remember out there uh, praying, praying in the Spirit. And then while she's in the kitchen, looking out the window, the, the Lord spoke to her and said, go, go, to, you know, go to Ramah. 
And we went. Can you say amen? She cried all the way out. She cried all the way out as we went. But we're following the leading of the Lord. See, you can't know God's perfect will without the Spirit. It doesn't just make sense. It is divine inspiration that comes from the Holy Spirit that leads you and guides you in your life. And I'm telling you right now that this particular direction that God wants you to go in your life is not going to come just because you go to church. It's going to come because God's Spirit is ministering to you and God is revealing to you what His will is. Now, I'm going to give you a key here that will really unlock some stuff on why people miss God's will, okay? And I want to start with this, and it may be a little controversial what I'm going to talk about, but that's okay. In Genesis 1, it says this, that God created man in his own image. The word man there means mankind. And it says he created them male and female. Can you say amen? Amen. And I want you to see this because the woman has not yet been made. This is just Adam. So when God created Adam, in Adam was the feminine qualities of a woman and the masculine qualities of the man. In Adam, in the beginning. And you remember God put Adam into a deep sleep and he took out of the side of Adam all those feminine qualities that are made in the woman. See, see, Adam was created outside the garden, but the woman was built inside the garden. Supposed to be funny. (laughs) So the woman then is incomplete without the man, and the man is incomplete without the woman. Are you following me? That's the way God said this is how they're going to have dominion. I'm going to take from the man to, to, to make the woman, and therefore the woman is going to need the man to be complete, and the man's going to need that feminine side to make him complete. And notice, God wasn't confused about whether they are male or female. Say amen. <laughs> And so there's two different roles that God says dominion will operate in your life. The problem with many people is they're not in their right lane. And because they're not in their right lane, there's a problem. You got to be in your right lane to hear from God. You remember in the Garden of Eden, and this is really important you hear this, God spoke directly to Adam because he is the head of the family. The woman got secondhand information. Adam got firsthand information that fit into his calling. Amen? This is where a lot of people miss it. You'll never hear from God if you're running in the wrong lane. If you're trying to run in someone else's lane that God didn't call you to, you're not going to be able to hear from God. But if you would just settle, Lord, this is my lane. This is what I'm called, my purpose is. And within that lane, you will find that God will speak to you. And you'll get a, a direct revelation from God. You remember the story when God spoke to Abraham's wife and said, get rid of the bondservant? And Abraham said, no way, I don't want to do that. 
And then he prays, and, and God tells Adam, or excuse me, Abraham, to obey his wife. Why? Because she was getting firsthand information in her lane. In her lane. Her lane was to raise kids. Her lane was to be the mother of her kids. Her lane was in that lane. And so God was speaking to her. The reason why people don't find the perfect will of God oftentimes is they're running in the wrong lane. My dad used to teach me in the beginning. He said, Jack, I want you to man up and act like a man. And I want to say to the men in this church, let's man up. And ladies, woman up. You're going to be a woman, be a woman. Say amen, praise God. Don't try to be a man, just be a woman. I like Mother's Day because all the ladies wear dresses. You hardly ever see them anymore. I believe that these, these roles, when you mix them up, people don't hear from God the way that they should. You ever watch, uh, you know, the politicians when somebody is up there and they're afraid somebody may assassinate them and they have all this secret service going around? And the secret service always have those little cords that come down. And they got those ear pods in. You go, that's secret service. They got those little ear pods. Well, you don't, they don't give out the ear pods to everybody that came. The only people that get that direct information are the ones that are in the secret service. In your lane, you get an ear pod. And in that ear pod, God will give you firsthand information about your calling, your purpose, and your life. But you got to stay in the right lane. Don't try to be a secret service agent when you're not a secret service agent. Come on, praise God. Don't try to be a husband when you're not a husband. Come on, don't try to be a wife when you're not a wife. Come on, because God speaks within that. Yeah. Hallelujah. And what's so great about this is that the only way that you're ever, 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 ever going to discern God's perfect will is through a, per, a, a personal relationship with God. That isn't one way. It's two ways. If God's not talking to you, that's not eternal life. Eternal life is to know the Father and the Son. You can't know someone unless you communicate with that someone. So what I'm telling you today is there's a difference between religion and relationship. When God saves a person, it's so that you can go through life and you can put your little ear pod on and you can be at the grocery store and God can be leading and guiding you or you'll be on your job working, breaking bricks, whatever you do, and have an ear pod in your ear and God will be talking to you. In other words, wherever you go, whatever you say, God will be there as a witness to bear witness and guide you in your life. Amen. But again, if we don't stay in our lane, we run into trouble. Now, a lot of people think that Eve was Adam's wife's name, but the word Eve really means, it means the one that is the creator of the living. It's a word that means a village without walls because it's through a woman that seed is conceived and more lives are developed. Can you say amen? amen? There's a special calling that is in a woman that is not in a man. It's special. And there's an ability to discern in that 
that most people do not appreciate. Think about it for a minute. Jesus' first miracles was to turn the water into wine. And remember, he's at the wedding, and, and Jesus' mother knows that he's going to do something about it. And he says, woman, the hour has not come. You always get a little firm with her. But notice who discerned what he was supposed to do before he did it. It was his mother, because within a mother is the ability to discern. A mother can discern the actions of their kids. A mother can discern some... Come on, ladies, help me out here. This is your calling. I said your calling. Women have an ability that men do not have. When I started out early in the ministry, when I was younger, my wife was always a discerner for me. Now I'm older, not quite as tempted. Can you say amen? Or, and she would always say to me, don't be around that girl at church. I said, why? She said, just do what I tell you. Now I'm the head of the, the wife, amen? I could say, hey, I'm the head. No, she has a discernment. I said, she has a discernment. She has a discernment. Men, listen to your wife. Your wife said, well, I don't feel good about you being with so-and-so. Listen to your wife. She's got an ear pod you don't have. Men are stupid when it comes to women. So what I want you to do is this. The perfect will of God for every one of us is that we would get a relationship with God, and through that relationship, God would lead us in the specifics in our life that we need to do. And he would lead you into the very, very best that God has for us, the place where the blessings overflow and you get all the benefits of the blessings. If you want long life, you have to seek his perfect will. If you want a shorter life, don't do it. Settle for less than what you should. And you'll never see the length of the days that God really intended to do for you. But if you want more of what God has, I want you to say this to yourself. I will never retire spiritually. I'm never going to sit back and retire spiritually. I'm going to be seeking God. I'm going to be pressing in. I'm going to be taking on mountains. I'm going to press through barriers. I'm never going to settle down spiritually. I'm going to keep reaching for God's greatness in my life, His glory, His testimonies. And when you do that, you'll continue to grow and be in the perfect place of safety that you will be in when you're in the perfect will of God. It's because we get outside of it, we get into trouble. I remember it was on a Saturday night, and my son and my daughter wanted to go out. I said, where do you want to go? Downtown Seattle. I said, I don't want you to go downtown Seattle. Come on, we, going, we need to go downtown Seattle. And I was studying. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't feel comfortable about it, but I just gave in and said, go ahead. Two o'clock that morning, I get a phone call from a hospital. And the hospital says, your kids have been in a rollover accident. And I said, are they all right? Says, we cannot tell you their condition. What do you mean you can't tell me their condition? Says, we cannot tell you their condition. You just need to come down here. 
So you can imagine the stress it was. I come all the way down there, and my son's in the emergency ward, and his mind is all messed up from the rollover, and he keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. And I'm believing God. It was horrible, and it could have been avoided if I just would have put my foot down and said, no, you're not going. I don't feel good about it. I don't care if you're mad at me or not. That's it. You're not going downtown Seattle. Say amen. So there's many times there are areas in our life that we suffer unnecessarily because of this. Now, I want you to hear me when I say this. Prayer won't work without God's Spirit. You'll never be able to, you'll never be able to get an answered prayer without the Holy Spirit. You'll never be able to get God to move without the Holy Spirit. I'll prove it to you. Whenever the prophets in the Old Testament would speak the word of the Lord, and the Bible said that God does nothing without first revealing to the prophets, how, what did they do first? The Bible said one time, play the, play the music. And, and as they played the music, the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet, and he prophesied. Other times, they were caught up in the Spirit and saw a vision. There was always the Holy Spirit first before any of the word of the Lord was spoken to them. There was no words from God without the Spirit first coming upon the prophets. The priests, how did they know the will of God? They would go from the holy place into the holies of holies place in the very Shekinah glory of God and in God's presence, God would speak to them. Even when God speaks a word of judgment prophetically, the Spirit of God fell. You remember when God got mad at the people, they wanted to stone uh, Joshua and Caleb, and it said the glory cloud filled up and manifested, that's God's presence, and then God spoke and says, okay, you want to die in the wilderness? You're going to die in the wilderness for the next 40 years. There's always a manifestation of the Spirit of the Lord. Ephesians 6.19 says, in everything prayer, pray and supplicate, watch this, in the Spirit. Say in the Spirit. In the Spirit is a Greek word that means on behalf of or with. If you don't pray with the Holy Spirit, your prayers will not be answered. If you don't pray on behalf of what the Holy Spirit has initiated within you, you will not get any results in your life. John said it this way. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, he hears us. How do we know? By being in the Spirit. Then we know that God gives us the petition that we desired of him. Hallelujah. I know you're getting excited about this. I'm showing you something. This is how you find the perfect will of God in your life. David said this in Psalms 80:18. He said, quicken me, Lord, and I will call on you. Right. Song of Solomon says, 1-4, draw me and I will run after you. I want you to hear this. No one can find God until God first finds them. No one can come to God until God first comes to them. Everything about God's will 
has to be initiated by God's Spirit. And what you do when the Spirit initiates it is you respond to it by giving your life to Christ. You respond to it by believing in faith. You respond to it by taking the promises of God. But everything, 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 everything is initiated by the Holy Spirit. And if we don't wait on the Lord, we'll never know the perfect will of God. You got to wait on the Lord. As you wait on the Lord in prayer, waiting for him to initiate a manifestation in your life over what you just prayed, you need that to get answered prayer or it's nothing more than the flesh. It has to go from the flesh to the spirit because God touches. What it, think about David. He said, revive me, Lord. Revive me, Lord, and I'll call upon you. Why do you think we worship God? Because when we worship God, his presence falls. And the response is, his presence is there. We call upon him. We got to always allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us in our prayer life. But if you don't got time to wait, you'll never find the perfect will of God. If you won't wait until God manifests, and that doesn't mean that the, the manifestations of the Spirit are the same all the time. Sometimes it's just a, a nudge in your heart. Sometimes the Spirit just is bearing witness. Sometimes there's just a, an uneasy feeling, and sometimes it's the voice of the Lord. Sometimes you sense His presence so much you don't know what to do with yourself. But you cannot find the will of God, the perfect will of God, without his presence. I want you to tap the person next to you and says, you've got to be touched by the Spirit of God to know his perfect will. You don't learn the perfect will of God because someone tells you what it is. You learn the perfect will of God because God testifies to it. That's why Paul or John said in John's gospel, or the John's epistle, he said, you have received the anointing and it abides in you and you don't need anyone to teach you. For that anointing teaches you all things and is true and not a lie. That's what he says. True is not a lie. And it has taught you already you will abide in him. He said, listen, the teachers are great, but they're only as effective as what we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us in church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, remember the Word of God is anointed. Remember the Word of God is powerful. So you play with the Word, you're going to be playing with the things of the Spirit, and there's going to be an anointing on the Word that's going to make a difference. But here's the point I want you to see. There's a perfect will of God for your life, but it can't be obtained without the Spirit. You can't do it through human reasoning. You can't do it through human logic. You can't uh, do it through philosophy. You can't go do it through your brilliant mind. And you can't do it through listening to Google. It only comes from the Spirit of God. This is not a church of religion. It's a church of relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is here to help you. I want you to take a look at this text. This is in Deuteronomy, and I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to explain to you and show you how it's easy to settle for less than what is God's perfect will for you. Then I commanded you at the time 
This is right before they go over the promised land, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All the men of valor shall cross over armed before your brethren, the children of Israel. But your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock. I shall stay in your cities which I have given you. And until the Lord has given rest to your brethren, as to you, and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them beyond the Jordan, then each of you may return to his possessions which I have given you. Now, here's the story behind it. Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness dying off because they wouldn't believe the promises of God. And so God sentenced everyone that was 20, uh, over 20 years old to basically a death sentence for the next 40 years. They can't go in the promised land. He's not going to bring them in. It's these children that we're talking about right here that have grown up. Two of the tribes come to Moses. This is before Joshua's in charge. And they're at the Jordan. They're on the east side, and on the west side is the promised land, the inheritance that God promised them. On the east side isn't. But the two tribes that come to him are tribes that handle the cattle. And there's lots of grazing for the cattle. It seems like a comfortable place to live at. There's water, cattle will be fine. So they go to Moses and they said to Moses, listen, we would like to, rather than go in the promised land, we would like to just stay here without going over fighting all the enemies and just set up our cities and homes right here. And Moses gets really irate with them. and says, are you going to provoke the children of God, like the first generation did, you're going to get them all ticked off because you won't go over there and fight. And so Moses says, I'll tell you what I will do for you. If you're willing to leave your children and go fight until the promised land is conquered, I will permit you to do that. It's not God's best will, but it is permissive will. That's exactly what they chose. So they sent their warriors with Moses, and then Moses, he goes away up into the mountain. God takes him away. Joshua's placed in charge, and all those two tribes, all the, war, all the guys that fought, went over the promised land and, and conquered the, the promised land over the next five years and then returned back across the Jordan on the east side, not in their inheritance, they settled for less than God's best. Do you feel like maybe you've settled for God's, or you settled for less than his best? Was there more for you to obtain than what you've obtained? Or is it more comfortable just to sit back in the place that you're in? Remember something, whenever you're in the permissive will of God, it is going to result in emptiness instead of fullness, and there'll be an you got to get fired up. you got to say, I'm never going to settle for less. I'm going to break. I'm not going to just settle to get healed. I'm going to get healed and do the will of God. I'm not just going to settle to prosper. I'm going to prosper, and I'm going to give to whatever ministry and continue to give, 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 give. In other words, I'm not going to settle for less in my life. I'm going to keep letting God grow through me and bless me as I begin to seek God and pursue God in my life. I'm not settling for less. There's churches that settle for less. 
Oh, pastor, the building's almost paid for. No, we're not settling for less. We're going to keep reaching out. We're going to keep reaching the lost. I don't, come on, as long as I got breath, we're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep spending money. We're going to keep helping people. I'm not going to get limited while I'm fat and sassy. I don't want to be fat and sassy. I want to be on fire for God. I want to walk on fire. Come on, church, say amen. Let's not settle for less. Let's go farther with it. And a mom's like that. I don't know how many times we raised our kid, we have the birthday party, and said, that's enough, babe. You don't need to do it. No, that's not enough. We need to buy this, this, and this. Come on. It's something instinctive in the believer that is striving in their calling. They do not want to settle for less. They want to reach over and receive more and more of God and not draw back. I don't care if it's comfortable. I'd rather be uncomfortable and take a mountain than have to live in the valley. Now, here, here's what happens to some people. This isn't everybody. It happens to some where they, they, you know, they're in church, they hear the message, the God draws them, they give their life to Christ. And then they decide, well, I'm going to find the do's and don'ts I'm supposed to do. And that's all they do. They don't develop a relationship with God to know His will in their life. They just take general things written in Scripture. You'll never know the perfect will of God without divine inspiration without God specifically guiding you in your life. We know that in Scripture. Think about the Apostle Paul. How many know it's God's will to, to preach to every nation, right? The Bible said that in Paul's journeys, the Holy Spirit forbid him to go into Asia. Why? Because he was getting outside of his lane. God had a certain lane for him to go in. Peter was supposed to go to Asia. Say amen. You won't know that just by the general will of God. you got to have specifics that the Lord is guiding you and initiating your life. And plus that, all of the mountains in your life, all of them, every mountain in your life, most of them can't be overcome without a specific revelation from the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.